Well, welcome everyone to Adam's Mystery Playhouse podcast, episode two. Adam's Mystery Playhouse is Colorado's only full-time murder mystery dinner theater. I'm your co-host, Nick Guida, and with me, as always, is uh, my partner in crime, Marn Wills Quayar. How are you feeling today, Marn? Chipper? Chipper. Very very chipper. (laughs) Chipper, as always. (laughs) But don't forget to stick around, everyone, because later on in the podcast, we will be announcing the winner. And that is the person that correctly solved last week's mini-mystery a crack shot. And Marn, I understand you brought another guest along with you this week. Who did you bring? Well, this week I'm bringing Rob Scott, the man with two first names, and he's an absolute delight and a real good talent, so I'm excited to grill him on his experiences at Adams. <laughs> All right, Rob. How are how are things down in Castle Rock? <laughs> well, I'm actually up in uh, Westminster right now. Well, I don't care about Westminster. How are things in Castle Rock? <laughs> well, from what I hear, they're quite good, but uh, I haven't been there. Could be a completely messed up situation, but uh, from what I hear, they're doing quite well. Yeah, and Rob and I share an interesting history in the sense that, not together, but uh, I did a lot of those DOD tours in Korea, Philippines, Japan, and Rob actually lived there, and your dad was... Uh, a radio broadcaster for the military, wasn't he, Rob? That's right. Well, he started in the in the military back in uh, Vietnam, and then uh, we went back in a, uh, a different designation to work, uh, starting in Japan, and then, like you said, the Philippines and, and South Korea. So, yeah, I got my uh, my traveling out of the way early on in my life. Yeah, and then didn't you teach? Go back and teach English in South Korea, or? Yeah, actually, I worked at an international school for uh, students that were uh, what they call expats, uh, kids that, uh, you know, are working with, you know, American um, teachers and that sort of thing to learn English, but mainly to kind of keep their education going in the Western uh, kind of education system. Mm-hmm. And now you're a teacher by day and an actor by night. <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah, I do wear those masks. Uh, yeah, on uh, a daily basis. So. And with this whole new kind of online learning thing, it's been a whole new experience to kind of, you know, I can wear my uh, pajama pants and and go to school and uh, everything is good. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. And the kids are reacting well to, uh, you know, learning in a whole different format right now. Uh, Maybe you should tell us, uh, Rob, how you became involved here at Adam's Mystery Playhouse. (laughs) Oh, gosh, history. Uh, I remember coming in for an audition with Marn, uh, I think in the in the middle of an afternoon, it was just sort of a, uh, it's one of those days where nothing else was going on around the, the, the dinner playhouse. And so I walked in and, and uh, Marn was there by herself and kind of threw me up on stage and gave me a couple of tasks to do. Um, and I, uh, you know, I did my best with it. And I'll be honest with you, you know, like any audition, you always kind of say, I don't, I don't know if that's what they were looking for or not, but uh I, uh, I got through the audition and, uh, you know, honestly walked out of there thinking, hey, this is great. I'd love to try this, but I don't know what she thought of, uh, you know, that uh, that sequence of improv games is what we did. Um, and just a few days later, gave me a call and uh, jumped right into uh, a kid's show. Um, I think uh, the first one was the uh, Mystery of the Wizard's Wand was my first go at it as Galahop. 
oh, that's right, you did play Galahop. And then later on, you advanced to the king. So see, you've just been getting better all the time. <laughs> I did. I did. I was promoted. Yes. I know, Robbie, Rob's, you're probably one of the very few people that work here because they auditioned. <laughs> no, but think about it. Hardly anyone, we do run auditions, but usually people come in in really weird ways. Right. Uh, uh, and Rob is probably, you're probably one of the very few people that, uh, <laughs> that I can think of. I mean, I guess maybe there's some, uh, some other ones recently, but for a long time, nobody that was doing a lot of shows, nobody ever auditioned. That was, <laughs> that was just crazy talk. <laughs> Going to turn it back over to Mar now, uh, with a subject that is very near and dear to her heart. In addition to the interactive dinner mysteries we do, to my knowledge, we're the only company that performs interactive mysteries written specifically for kids. And Marn, mm -hmm. isn't that true? Uh, to my knowledge, that is true. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'd like to introduce our second guest today, and that is Wesley Woodcock. Wes, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How, uh, you know, just Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, before we get talk about all the fun things that we did this last summer and all the other summers, I wanted to just let folks know that in 2002, my daughter, Allison, was in fifth grade, and she had a good friend named Carissa, and they both came to me, and we our mystery program was very vibrant by then. We were doing a ton of dinner shows for, like Nick said, the public and private, and uh, my daughter said, I think kids, we should do a mystery for kids. And I'm like, kids? And she said, oh, yeah, mom, us kids, we just love uh, solving mysteries. So those two gals in fourth grade and fifth grade helped me write the first kid, uh, children's show. It was, it's called Mystery of the Stolen Gem. And what was amazing was two weeks after we wrote that, I got a call from Jefferson Public Libraries. Jefferson County Public Libraries. And they said, do you have a mystery show for kids? And I'm like, yeah, we just wrote one. They said, well, we're doing a whole series of mystery stories this summer, and we need shows to go to each of the libraries. So we traveled around, and I took the kids with me. They played the parts. And it was uh, Allison, Carissa, and then their uh, baby brothers, uh, David and Steve. Uh, so we just had a ball. I played the detective. Then... It became so popular, especially once we bought the, the building for the Playhouse in 2006. And uh, that was that second show, Rob, the uh, Mystery of the Wizard's Wand, was the mm -hmm. second one that I wrote. Right. And uh, Wes, have you been in Mystery of the uh, Stolen Stole, I mean, uh, Wizard, Mystery of the Wizard's Wand? I have not been in Stolen Gem, but I have been in Wizard's Wand, yes. And which character did you play in Wizard's Wand? Um, I played, let's see, I played Bonkers, and I think that was the only character I played from that. I think I was only in it, like, twice. Okay, yeah, Bonkers, the court jester, good. Well, I got a question for you guys. What is, Rob, if you could answer, what's your favorite thing about doing the kids' shows? Because you're very, very good at them. Well, like you said, I started out, you know, doing some of the, the bonkers and the, um, uh, you know, Galahop roles and things like that. And, um, 
you know, when I was first getting used to it, uh, you know, getting the tempos of it, working with other actors, um, it was it was an interesting experience because, you know, you play off of each other. There's improv as part of it, but there's also a structure and a guideline to it. And I really liked sort of getting used to what that structure was. Each group is kind of its own unique kind of cluster. You have four or five actors who work together. Um, and so that was interesting to me. And then once I sort of, you know, worked up into, you know, working as the king or some of the other, you know, main characters and, and becoming the detective, then it was about sort of, you know, working together as a group, but working together as a group with the kids that came in. And every every group that come in, comes in is, is got its own, you know, energy and vibe. You have some kids that are just bouncing off the walls, you know, depending upon, you know, the day and the summer camp and that sort of thing. And other kids that are just sort of, you know, just very quiet and sitting there. So trying to figure out each group and how to kind of bring them into the story is, is my favorite part. Uh, and cause once you lash those kids on and, and people like, you know, Wesley and, and some of the other actors that are there kind of, you know, to start jumping into it, it becomes this, you know, energy uh, in the room. That's just fantastic. And I love um, seeing those kids just sort of their, their eyes wide open as they follow along with the mystery and, you know, make their guesses and solve their clues. Yeah. I have had so many, teachers and parents tell me that they're absolutely amazed at how engaged the kids are and and how attentive they are because you know in this day and age it's it's hard to keep attention for an hour and a half but and and they do really love solving the mystery now Wes this summer we did a mystery in the campground that's correct and you played Rio uh yeah I kind of well I played a few characters in that one uh I think I think you had me play Bobby maybe a little more than Rio, but those two kind of switch around. But yeah, that was that was kind of how I got my start. It was my first ever show was Mystery at the Campground. I I really started to love that show because it just had me too. What 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 was your favorite part of it? I just it's a really well written show for the kids, you know, because I feel like from my experience talking to a lot of them, camping is something that a lot of them can get behind and can understand, right? They can relate to either Rio, who is more like familiar and comfortable in the outdoors, or Bobby, who's kind of the the kid who's scared of being outside. So there's really, I feel like my favorite part of the show is that it's so, it's so entertaining to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a, and they're, they're, we get a lot of summer camps, right? So a lot of them are, have been doing a lot of really unique activities and being able to be one of those like really unique activities as part of their fun summer camp is kind of really special to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, not to brag too much, but so many camp counselors have told me they said, this is on our bucket list for this summer because it is so unique for the kids. They do a lot of swimming pools and a lot of parks and crafts and things like that. But our piece is something they a- they actually ask. Can we go back to Adam's Mystery Playhouse? Yeah, I played the the camp director for uh, for many of the shows. Um, and again, it was it was cool because Wesley was was new this year, and and there's a couple of new actors that that came in too. Um, and they they brought a lot of you know fun energy to the to the group, which I think is awesome because uh, Wesley I know you know works with this high school theater and does performances that way. So it was cool to have you know new people kind of take on those roles, uh, Bobby Rio and switching back and forth. And then uh, again, Alex Crawford being a big part of that summer group. So yeah, we had a lot of fun this summer. Yeah, we did. And I guess camp director was played by you and Julie Redson Smith 
and a mm -hmm. couple of times I probably played camp director, but for the most part, I think I ran the sound. <laughs> so <laughs> you ran yeah. the show. We'll, we'll put it that way. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, and it's always a challenge. You know, one of our biggest <laughs> interesting challenges is the bathroom lines because mm -hmm. all of a sudden everybody oh, yeah. has to go to the bathroom at the same time. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But their creativity, the stuff the kids come up with, just amazes me. Because at, at, when they vote on who they think stole something, keeping in mind we don't do murder mysteries for kids. There's something that gets stolen, and they have to figure out who stole it and why. And then on their ballot, what their punishment should be. And gosh, they they come up with some doozies. They come I, up with some stuff. Yeah, they do. The funniest one I remember from years ago was that the culprit had to spend their life in a school bus with dead salmon. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Right. Well, we'll see what comes up this summer. We've, we've, I've got a new one coming down the pike, which is Mystery at the Beach Party. And mm -hmm. I'm excited about it. I uh, will have the beach party during the day for the kids. And then the luau theme for the adults and families uh, are welcome to come to the dinner shows, all ages to the dinner shows. And those will be at night. Well, there you have it. The story of the interactive kids' mysteries here at Adam's Mystery Playhouse. And now let's move on to our next segment, which is the mini mystery. And as I said earlier in the podcast, we're going to start by uh, announcing the name of the person who solved last week's mystery, a crack shot. And this is just a complete fluke, but we actually know this person, don't we, Mar? We do know the winner, and I have a quick story about her. Many years ago, when we rented a bed and breakfast and did our mysteries there before we bought the building, uh, we were at a bed and breakfast for 12 years doing shows, and there was a gal that came almost every week. She had come something like 28 or 30 times and my husband, Carlos, who is on the front lines of selling the tickets and knows everybody's name, and he started calling her Famous Pam. Well, interestingly enough, Famous Pam is the winner of last week's mystery. Indeed, Famous Pam is the winner. Let me read you her solution. Since it was dark and moonless without a star in the sky, there would be no way a pair of eyes would be shining back at Butler. There was no light source to cause that kind of reflection. She added in her own words, liar, liar, pants on fire. And uh, the actual solution is almost exactly what Pam wrote, which is it was dark and starless. It was a moonless night. The nearest habitation was five miles, meaning that was the nearest light source, five miles away. The eyes of no animal ever shine in the dark unless there is light by which they can be reflected. And a man's eyes never shine under any circumstances. So there you have it. Therefore, Butler could not possibly have seen the eyes shining at him in the dark. It was clearly murder. And there you have it. Our winner, famous Pam. Congratulations, famous Pam. You will be getting your uh, free ticket to a future show. So now it's uh, time for this episode's mini mystery. And as with all of our mysteries, you, the audience, solve the crime. And at any time after the end of the reading of the mystery, email us via our website, which is 
uh, adamsmysteryplayhouse.com, and you'll see an email link um, under the podcast. So the name of today's mystery is The Poison Murder Case. And Marn is the narrator. Uh, Rob is Bob Cooley. Wes is the butler, and I will be playing Professor Fordney. So here we go with today's mystery, The Poison Murder Case. It was a Saturday evening at their club when Bob Cooley told Professor Fordney, I'm going to the theater now. I wish, Fordney, you'd spend the evening with Uncle John. He's been worried lately. Upon reaching the Cooley home an hour later, Fordney found the butler in an agitated state. After ordering coffee, Mr. Cooley locked himself in his library an hour ago, sir. When I rapped on the door just now, he didn't answer. The two men forced the lock and found John Cooley on the floor, an empty strychnine bottle at his side. The terrace door was open. After a careful examination, Fordney returned home. A few hours later, Bob Cooley entered his living room. I thought I'd stop by on my way home. Don't you think Uncle John looks worried? Well, your Uncle Bob is dead. Strychnine. Your butler and I found him lying on the floor, but uh, we were too late to save him. Oh, how terrible, Fordney. Why was the library door locked, do you suppose? Well, that that puzzles me. Has your butler been uh, with you long? For years. For years. Well, you're a wealthy man now. What of it? Uncle John meant more to me than all the money in the world. I wish I could believe that. You'll need a better alibi than those theater tickets. And don't forget to email us via our website, adamsmysteryplayhouse.com, with your solution to the mystery of the day, the poison murder case. How had Bob Cooley aroused the professor's suspicion? What did he say that tripped him up? We will announce the solution on our next podcast, and the first person to correctly solve the crime will receive a free ticket to a future show. Just to make uh, the email a little um, uh, clearer, uses the subject line, Mini Mystery. That'll just make it a little easier. So we all hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks a lot, everyone. I hope you enjoyed yourself. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Well, we'll see you next time at Adam's Mystery Playhouse.